0: Welcome to the Church Spoke Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our series on the seven ecumenical councils. In particular, we are looking at the canons of the Council of Nicaea. In these canons, we're going to see full force the various penitential teachings of the church. We're going to see rules and guidelines for when people can return after committing grave sin or even betraying the church. Now, I don't think I've ever heard of any church that actually follows these currently. But it's still fascinating to dive into these as well. And so without further ado, let us begin. Canon 11 Concerning those who have fallen without compulsion without the spoiling of their property, without danger or the like, as happened during the tyranny of Licinius, the Synod declares that, though they have deserved no clemency, they shall be dealt with mercifully. As many as were communicants, if they heartily repent, shall pass three years among the hearers. For seven years they shall be prostrators, and for two years they shall communicate with the people in prayers, but without oblation. Canon 12. As many as were called by grace and displayed the first zeal, having cast aside their military girdles, but afterwards returned, like dogs to their own vomit, let those, after they have passed the space of three years as hearers, be for ten years prostrators. But in all these cases, it is necessary to examine well into their purpose and what their repentance appears to be like. For as many as give evidence of their conversions by deeds and not pretence with fear and tears and perseverance and good works, when they have fulfilled their appointed time as hearers may properly communicate in prayers, and after that the bishop may determine yet more favourably concerning them but those who take the matter with indifference and who think the form of not entering the church is sufficient for their conversion must fulfil the whole time. Canon 13 Concerning the departing, the ancient canonical law is still to be maintained to wit that if any man be at the point of death, he must not be deprived of the last and most indispensable viaticum. But if anyone should be restored to health again who has received the communion when his life was despaired of, let him remain among those who communicate in prayers only but in general, and in the case of any dying person whatsoever asking to receive the Eucharist, let the bishop, after examination made, give it to him. Canon 14 Concerning catechumens who have lapsed, the Holy and Great Synod has decreed that, after they have passed three years only as hearers, they shall pray with the catechumens. Canon fifteen. On account of the great disturbance and discord that occur, it is decreed that the custom prevailing in certain places, contrary to the canon, must wholly be done away, so that neither bishop, presbyter, nor deacon shall pass from city to city. And if any one, after this decree of the holy and great synod, shall attempt any such thing, or continue in any such course, his proceedings shall be utterly void, and he shall be restored to the church for which he was ordained bishop or presbyter. Canon 16. Neither presbyters, nor deacons, nor any others enrolled among the clergy, who not having the fear of God before their eyes, nor regarding the ecclesiastical canon, shall recklessly remove from their own church, ought by any means to be received by another church. But every constraint should be applied to restore them to their own parishes, and if they will not go, they must be excommunicated. and if any one shall dare surreptitiously to carry off in his own church ordain a man belonging to another, without the consent of his own proper bishop, from whom, although he was enrolled in the clergy list, he has seceded, let the ordination be void. Canon seventeen For as much as many enrolled among the clergy, following covetousness and lust of gain, have forgotten the divine scripture, which says He hath not given his money upon usury, and in lending money ask the hundredth of the sum, as monthly interest. The Holy and Great Synod thinks it's just that if after this decree any one be found to receive usury, whether he accomplish it by secret transaction or otherwise, as by demanding the whole and one half, or by using any other contrivance, whatever, for filthy looker's sake, he shall be deposed from the clergy, and his name stricken from the list. Canon 18 It has come to the knowledge of the Holy and Great Synod that in some districts and cities, the deacons administer the Eucharist to the presbyters, whether whereas neither canon nor custom permits that they who have no right to offer should give the body of Christ to them that do offer. This also has been made known that certain deacons now touch the Eucharist even before the bishops. Let all such practices be utterly done away, and let the deacons remain within their own bounds knowing that they are the ministers of the bishop and the inferiors of the presbyters let them receive the eucharist according to their order after the presbyters let either the bishop or the presbyter administer to them furthermore let not the deacons sit among the presbyters for that is contrary to canon and order and if after this decree any one shall refuse to obey let him be deposed from the diaconate Canon 19. Concerning the Paulianists, who have flown for refuge to the Catholic Church, it has been decreed that they must by all means be rebaptized. And if any of them who in past time have been numbered among their clergy should be found blameless and without reproach, let them be rebaptized and ordained by the bishop of the Catholic Church. But if the examination should discover them to be unfit, they ought to be deposed. Likewise, in the case of their deaconesses, and generally in the case of those who have been enrolled among their clergy, let the same form be observed. And we mean by deaconesses such as have assumed the habit, but who, since they have no imposition of hands, are to be numbered only among the laity. Canon 20. For as much as there are certain persons who kneel on the Lord's day and in the days of Pentecost. Therefore, to the intent that all things may be uniformly observed everywhere, in every parish, it seems good to the Holy Synod that prayer be made to God standing. Thus ends the reading of the Twenty Canons of the Council of Nicaea.